and welcome to another episode of Spooky Sisters. Ooh. My name is Melissa. And I'm Sarah. That's my beverage. And that was a crack. That was a crack in my new Slim Can holder. What's it? Uh, insulated like, insula- Yeah, it's an insulated uh, Slim 12-ounce can thermos thing. That Sarah gave me, and it says Maid of Honor on it. I love it. It's gorgeous. So I had to... Featured on today's episode. You know what? I'm going to take a picture of it right now and post <laughs> the Instagram. Do we have anybody messaging us ever? Nope. Y'all, at least tell tell us that this looks pretty. Tell us we did good. Eventually, I'll we'll, eventually I'll open up another drink and we can post two. Yay! With mine next to it. <laughs> gorgeous. Um, surprise, surprise! I'm drinking the peach lemonade hard seltzer from Bud Light. I am drinking, oh, I actually have the Mio even. I am drinking a Mio Vitamins B3, B6, and B12 flavor orange tangerine. I also have a water, but. Oh, I'm trying to put something that's not alcohol in my body because that's pretty much been this week has been alcohol. I was pretty good this week until St. Patrick's Day, so. Nope. Oh, I lied. No, Tuesday. Tuesday. There there was a bit of wine drink on Tuesday. Turn up Tuesday happened. Oh, uh, wind up Wednesday oh, happened. I should have a Taco Tuesday. Oh, a Taco Tuesday taco like Tuesday. episode or just a Taco Tuesday in general? Taco Tuesday in general. Because I, 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 I'm, I'm off of my, my nightmare schedule of closing every day for two weeks. I now open... <laughs> and I'm mid so I can make I can cook at night again so I don't have to do as much meal prep that was impressive though oh my meal prep yeah yeah it was great good stuff good stuff yummy good stuff. stuff good stuff um on today's episode though so we don't ramble for too much because we'll definitely be rambling later we are talking about dreams yes. it's in I thought it was a cool continuation or forward movement off of Deja Vu. I was going to say, I'm like, we did a topic, and I don't remember what it was. <laughs> Deja Vu. Did I have, did I do good with that research? Yeah, don't remember. Was, I'm like. Yeah, no, Deja Vu was good. Oh, 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 I will let you know. You'll be so proud of me. I have listened to episodes. Oh, you have? With yes. mine? Yes, oh. yours. A lot of them don't have me in them, and I'm like, but I had them playing when I was cleaning the house. Oh, that's nice. Which ones did you listen to? Um, There was a couple of campfire ones that were weird. Just like the one, there was a campfire one where somebody ended up killing their mom or their parents after an experience they had with a demon when they were 16 with their friends. It, oh, I know that one. I'm like, I'm mean, like, well, granted, I was moving and cleaning. So like, I was not catching quite everything, but I was trying because it was loud. And then I listened to our, our oh, Halloween one. Good, and then I listened to our hotels one. I just let them play. Like, whatever okay. order they were in, they just went. That's helpful to my um, analytics. Yay! Yay! I figured, I'm like, I can help out. <laughs> Let me pull my weight. That's what Emma and I did in the very beginning to try and get our numbers boosted. We would just play the episode and just let it roll. Like, Emma would go for a swim and she'd have episodes playing for, like, an hour or two. That's pretty smart. Yeah, so, just kind of kept it going. I've gotten so much better since the beginning, though. You have. <laughs> Yeah, this is my best episode yet. I, know. I have so much research. I had to stop researching. Sarah I had two and a half pages. I made it to a third page. I almost never make a full page. Like, I'm yeah. on three pages. Look at Josh. And it's not even big text. Oh, yeah, that's small. 
I have oh. so much to say. <laughs> she took an, a different approach. Dreams was, I was very vague. She's like, what are we researching? I'm like, dreams. <laughs> and she's like, okay, like anything about them? I'm like, nope. <laughs> Just dreams. dreams. So I couldn't, I, a disclaimer, I really didn't find a whole lot originally in my, when I started researching to connect it to any true crime. But I also got super sidetracked in that search to get to where I got now. Which I think works. This was way more fun. Because I was also like, this is called Spooky Sisters. I'm like, well, what's spooky about dreams? I'm glad you found that because that's what I was trying to find. So I was looking again for like the stories and everything. And stories are subjective and you don't know if they're actually true or not. So the route that you ended up going down definitely checks the box. Checks the box. Yeah. This made me change. Yeah, this made me change my... um, look on some things really? like I it made me much more aware and much more like open to the thought of some things we're so, we'll, so close I'm together like, <laughs> <laughs> we just, have like two hands two hands between us right now but we're sharing one mic yeah. so I just feel like I keep getting closer the more get, excited I get I keep getting closer to your face I think I have the ball cap on like, Don't. at least gives us a little bit of a barrier we are recording at Sarah's house today, so if you see by the picture that I post later, the, the microphone's attached to the counter. Yeah, we're sitting at the kitchen counter with our laptops open. It's great. And... Deagle Doodle. Deagle's asleep on the couch. Oh, he looked up. Oh, he's like, I heard my name. He heard my names. He heard my names. But he's, he's behaving such, today. He's such a good boy. But... Excuse us adjusting. I'm sorry. <laughs> Stools. Stools are not the best. Oh, there I'm we sitting go. on one for like... How long have I been here? Two hours? Three hours? I don't know. Uh, three, four, I don't know. Something like that. Yay. Okay. So my initial... Oh my god. <laughs> Words. Definition of dreams is copy and pasted per, from um, Medical News Today. And I'm going to reference them again later, so I'm just going to put that blip in there. Um, but they say that dreams are stories and images that our minds create while sleeping. They can be entertaining, fun, romantic, disturbing, frightening, and sometimes bizarre. So I thought that was a pretty good description of dreams. I'm going to take off my bracelet before it clinks the entire episode. Clink, 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 clink. So first off, first things first, everybody dreams. Babies, children, grown-ups, old people, animals, they all dream. I actually didn't dive into the whole animal aspect of it, but they do dream. That's like probably its own episode. Yeah. That would be even harder to study. It's hard enough to study dreams as it is. But with everyone dreaming, it's believed that people dream three to six times per night. And your dreams can last anywhere from five to 20 minutes. Those numbers changed a little bit. Um, someone rounded up that you could be dreaming for two hours per night, like based on like each dream and how long they last. Your brain is active all night long, but it is during the REM cycle or rapid eye movement portion of your sleep where your brain is actually dreaming. Uh, for Unfortunately, though, we only remember about 95% of our dreams. Hi, it's Melissa here to interrupt your episode to correct information that I completely misspoke during the recording of this episode. We do not remember 95% of our dreams. We forget 95% of our dreams. I was editing the episode, heard this, and I was like, well, that's completely wrong. Now I have to fix it. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Um, definitely true. For me, 
Like some nights yes. I don't even feel like I dreamt at all, but I obviously, or I've so learned that I am dreaming, but I am, I forget most of them. Um, but the frontal lobe portion of your brain where your memory is made, created, stored. Mm-hmm. I've talked about the frontal lobe in numerous episodes, but the frontal lobe plays a major portion in your memory. Is it short or long term? I think that's where they store short-term memory, and then it converts it to long-term memory somewhere else. It doesn't. It, There's two true. different locations. There are two different locations, but it doesn't matter in this aspect or oh, for this okay. example or for this in general because the frontal lobe is inactive. It's generally inactive during your REM cycle. So if you're... Really? That's what I said. Your frontal lobe specifically is inactive. You're dreaming during your REM cycle. You are, but... Your frontal lobe is not active, so it's not keeping the memories. That's why you're forgetting them. Oh. So, like, does that make more sense? Oh, that's what I was trying to say. Okay. And you interrupted me. I'm sorry. I was like... (laughs) She's like, wrong. (laughs) I I got skeptical. I didn't say wrong. (laughs) I made the face. (laughs) Your frontal lobe apparently is not activated, and so you are not retaining memories of those dreams. Done. (laughs) Next bullet point. Next bullet point. (laughs) Um, studies do show that the right and left side of your brain impact your dreams differently. They um, Apparently, the left hemisphere creates dream origin or provides that dream origin, and the right hemisphere brings dream vividness and activity levels. That didn't make a whole ton of sense to me, but if anyone out there is listening and knows more about the brain hemispheres, maybe it makes sense to you. I Yeah, I don't know enough. About, yeah, about the size of the brain. I mean, just like the basic, like, no, right side's more creative and the left side's more analytical, but... Um, it could be location, like, environmental-based, like, the finds the environments. One side is, like, what'd you say it was environments and... Origin. Origin. The left side creates the origin. Dream origin. So... And I don't even know what that means. It dream, just, like, apparently didn't... Probably environment, like, what you're dreaming of, what place, what, um... What element? Are you in a house? Are you in a country? Are you in a car? Origin, somewhere along, along those lines. And then vividness, as in the... Co- probably just the color and the brightness and everything that's that accenting the dream. That makes sense for the right side, in all honesty. Yeah. That's that's probably what it means. <laughs> Let's okay. look it up. <laughs> I was looking for something else, because oh. there was another bit to the, um, the left side. Apparently people... Left, it was children. There was a study done that involved children from ages 7 to 18, I think. And the left-hand dominant children were more likely to remember or forget one of the two of their dreams. Which doesn't help. But, <laughs> um, oh, did I wait? Did I? No, I think I do have it written down. I found it. Um, left-handed were more likely to experience lucid dreaming and to remember their dreams within other dreams. That's what it was. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Apparently, says the site. Um, and some other cool dream factoids. Um, not everybody dreams in color. I think most people have heard this one before. About 12% of the people studied claimed a dream in black and white. Is it weird that I don't know what I dream in? I feel like it... I have... I dream all the time. All the time. And I have no ability to pull enough memory of my dreams to tell you if they're in black and white or in color. Mine are in color, and I can't specifically remember, like, oh, yeah, it's definitely in color. Like, right now, I know that I'm, I'm seeing in color, but I, I feel like I would remember it more being in black and white. 
I don't know because, because I'm afraid that... Because black and white are like, I yeah, know, it was totally black and white. I don't... I, I'm, I must dream in color unless I'm concerned that I wake up and when I remember it, I remember... Like, my process of remembering makes me add color. Maybe. I, I definitely remember a dream I had when I was, like, six. I remember a dream I had when I was six, too. But it was scary. Oh, mine wasn't. Mine, mine was, was scary. We were... It was... <laughs> I like to think about that dream, too. Do you? Mine was scary. We were in a haunted house and we were looking around. Oh, I know this one. And it was me, you, and like I think what it was, I don't even remember the friend, the childhood friend at that point. We were. You made that. Mom big of an was impact. there. Mom was there, I think. And then we, <laughs> I remember we were looking around. We were looking around this haunted house and we were exploring. And I looked under a bed and there was a witch that went boo. <laughs> and we ran and we ran outside and we hid under the crickety old deck. Of this nasty old haunted house in the middle of freaking nowhere. And then we're like, we're like, shh, 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 shh. And then it gets quiet. And all of a sudden we see her like look through a hole in the deck. She's like, I see you. <laughs> and I know that it was like, we're like, oh my God. And I just remember mom being like, run, run. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. No <laughs> it's gonna... Ooh, I see. <laughs> I was like, that's what I remember. And it was so terrifying. It's like a six year old. Like <laughs> She's told this story many times throughout our life. It really it's has pretty, stuck with her. And it, it does not change either. It's no. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty spot on every time she tells the story. <laughs> it's just funny. That's how much of an impact it made on me. <laughs> I don't know why. But. I think it's funny. Right? And I do have more information. I didn't even rewrite these because I'm just going to have to pull from them later. Um, all kinds of different common dreams and what they potentially mean. But I'm going to finish on my little stats here. Because I thought this was interesting, actually. I hope you go over the lock, like, a dreams dreams about lockers, because... Oh, I don't have that. Oh, that's the one recurring dream I have when I'm stressed. Oh, that, sorry, I was looking at recurring dreams a little bit, and the locker one wasn't part of it. I do have something else in here. We'll come back to that. That's a stress-motivated dream. Yes, but... Oh, I wish I had thought about doing recurrent dream, recurrent dreams. I was going to, and then I lost track also. I was trying to look up sexual dreams, and... I'll come into that as well. <laughs> I went down a rabbit hole and I couldn't get out, so we're here. Speaking of dreaming, Beagle's dreaming. Oh, I thought he was. He just took a big breath. Sometimes he twitches and it's so cute. He runs in his sleep and sometimes he likes little barks. Okay, I'm done giving loveys to Diggle. Loveys. <laughs> so I'm never really done. <laughs> He's looking. So I was reading about the study that was done where they compared dreams of 14 people with um, impairments. Ten of them were born deaf and mute, and four were um, paraplegic from birth. Um, The deaf participants were compared to 36 able-bodied participants, and of those 10, 80% reported that there was no indication of them being deaf during their dreams. Some of the participants reported being able to speak in their dreams, and others said they could hear perfectly fine. And again, they had been deaf and mute since birth. Weird. Yeah, That's wild. Similarly, the um, paraplegics participants dreamed that they could walk, run, swim, etc. Like all the physical movements, the you know, functions that they never, ever experienced in their normal everyday life. Because again, it was from birth. There was a second study that was done that looked at participants who had become paralyzed after an accident, uh-huh. and they too dreamed just as much of having that physical movement back as much as able-bodied people again. Huh. Um, what it said 
make sure I didn't write it down here. They explain that ability as the brain, it knows that the body is supposed to have those functions. So in the dream, it doesn't have the inability. Your actual body has inability generally in your brain. But your brain doesn't Your brain is fine. Your brain doesn't, is processing it. So when you're dreaming, the brain's like, yeah, we got it. We're, we're good. We can do everything again. I feel like that makes sense, actually. It makes sense, but it's also wild, like, having, experiencing those dreams while never actually knowing what it's like in real life. Oh, for uh, the birth, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, that must be really surreal. I mean, but I've haven't, I've had dreams where I've flown before, and not that I can't do that in real life, but it was so normal in the dream. It wasn't super normal. It was really cool, but... I don't have flying dreams. I've never, like, in my memory, and from flying what I can... Flying dreams are good. I've never had one. Interesting. That I remember. I don't remember ever flying in my dreams. But my dreams are never... Everyone always talks about dreams and how, like, they're bizarre and crazy. And I, I feel like my dreams aren't like that. Mine are almost more realistic in senses, like... Like... Everyday happenings. Yeah. No, that's super normal, too. I mean, people don't generally tell you average dreams because it's not entertaining they're gonna tell you the i ones just don't remember wild. all of them too most of mine lately have been average um my a lot of my dreams have been filled with tension which makes sense for me but um which actually moves nicely into my next segment i mean can i keep talking no yeah i'm, I'm waiting feel like this i'll is let for you no um because we're still kind of into the what is and about to talk about why we dream yes yeah i don't have a lead up with all this so keep going um again it will, because if we start if you start with me we will have to yeah, end with me so probably yeah so i'm going to continue on um again i will use i got a lot of my research off of medical news today and this particular article i was reading i pretty much copy pasted a lot of what i'm about to say because it's perfect and i don't feel like i can rewrite it enough to not be plagiarism and to get the same points across so i'm completely referencing the medical news today article written back in 2018 by hannah nichols and it was reviewed by timothy j leg um phd crnp which i think is nurse practitioner but sure um so they wrote it no it was there this is their work but um possible explanations of why people dream include Representing unconscious desires and wishes, interpreting random signals from the brain and body during sleep, consolidating and processing information gathered during the day. That one is a really good one, actually. That one's the one I've always been aware of. Working as a form of psychotherapy, which I think is also... Like yourself psychotherapy yeah, yourself? Your brain, yeah, your brain is trying to, again, process information throughout the day. And if you have a lot on your mind or things that are stressing you out, your brain is, yeah, trying to work through it. Okay. Um, which I That's really like. That's kind of cool. A, I think it makes a lot of sense. I need to, I need to therapy myself, so I'm yeah, going to go to sleep. Yeah, I need to go to sleep and kind of, like, make different situations happen. Um, from evidence and new research methodologies, researchers have speculated that dreaming serves the following functions. Offline memory processing, reprocessing, in which the brain consolidates learning and memory tasks and supports and records waking consciousness. Preparing for possible future threats. Uh, yeah, that one? That one. Dreaming? Mm-hmm. Preparing you for possible possible future threats? And I haven't even started drinking. I still can't speak. 
it comes, or at least I see that more as in those stress levels that you have in your waking life. Oh, okay. So, so like, like for you, the tension, like preparing you for more tension. It can be a physical threat. It can be just a threat of mental, emotional, emotional. Yeah. Okay. Um, like that, that's how I processed it. Um, it's a that's interesting simulation of real life experiences. Um, as dreaming is a subsystem of the waking default network. What? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be honest. What? (laughs) Ignore that one. Um, Helping develop Unless unless you know what it means, then tell us. Yeah, let me know. Um, Reflecting unconscious and mental functions. A psychological space where overwhelming and contradictory or highly complex notions can be brought together by determining ego ego notions (laughs) that would be unsettling while awake. So you're an egomaniac, but you won't recognize it awake. Or you have, like, weird urges or thoughts or something, and you can't mentally cope with it while awake, so it comes out in your dreams. Oh, like, so, okay, so, like, if you... Have a really weird desire, like, I really want to go lick every doorknob I see. I'm sorry, I don't... If you have that desire... We're not targeting you. I'm not targeting you. (laughs) (laughs) I've never had that desire. Remember that thing? Remember when, like, a year ago when COVID was a real, like, becoming a, like, it's popular? And, uh, all the then I came out. Oh, not the memes, but all the people that started looking toilets. What? No. Didn't you hear about no. that? People started looking toilets. Why? Because people are gross, and apparently the Tide Pods didn't take enough out. I don't know. Uh, you could not pay me to look a toilet. They're well, like, maybe they're my, like, wait, where are the toilet? Because my toilet, maybe. No. Like, my toilet's clean. No. 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 <laughs> it's just bad toilets. No. <laughs> go, they'd go COVID and like... I never heard about this. I don't know about that last part, but... Okay. <laughs> I mean, I saw there was something about looking toilets. I don't remember everything because I was so sick. I just was like, I don't want to hear about this anymore. I saw this meme about... This is in the very beginning. Um, you know, people were really worried about their kids. They're like, no, they're like... Use hand sanitizer and like give them the whole like rundown of what they need to do to stay safe. And then it's like their kid an hour ago or whatever with just like hanging off of a doorknob with their mouth. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I mean, depends on the child. Or no, it's the one that like, oh, it was, oh my god, there was one, it was a video. I intentionally um, lick my fingers when like I'm eating finger foods. <laughs> their um, handrails, like, you no, know, going down the stairs or like in like Disney or whatever with kids, like, 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 running their mouth, like, all over it. Like, <laughs> Like, you've seen that, right? Kids yes. do that. Yeah. Kids put their mouth on so much stuff. It's so gross. Okay, we're going to get into Freud here soon, so. <laughs> oh, are we? We are. We're going bit. to Freud? Uh, I love Freud. Okay, I'm interested because I want to. Mm. Freud is so I bizarre. I don't like Freud right now. Freud has such good ideas and such strange theories. He's... Not a sexually always, frustrated old man. He's not always wrong in his psychological analysis, though. But the mouth and... He's really wrong in a lot of things, like I think. But Oh, <laughs> actually, yes. we're, we're right here. Oh, that was, that was such a out. great thing to le- <laughs> be like. And leading into Freud. Freud. I did find a bit on Freud from back in the 1900s. Freud was very interested in dreams and dream analysis. He theorized that dreams are manifestations of our deepest anxieties, desires, and fears. 
He focused heavily on these feelings derived from childhood obsessions or memories. He also believed that every dream, every dream topic represented the release of sexual tension. And that irks me. I know, I know he's that not That puts a off. whole new perspective on my locked locker dream. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's where I'm like, I understand the theory behind this theory, but I also think it's an old guy. Not getting any. hundreds. Yeah. Focusing and blaming everything on sex. And like, and I have, I wrote in my notes to say this, like, totally not bashing on Freud because I have no, I've not actually studied him. And I know he's a really well respected in the Most of his psychological stuff, okay. community. Yes, he's well respected for his, uh, cr- I think more his critical thinking and exploration of topics. But I think a lot of his stuff has been debunked. I think so too. And like, I don't know. I mean, like, I know when we took psychology back in school, you know, Freud obviously comes up, and so does more, more um, so Jung as the father of psychology, more so than actually having theory, day. having theories that people actually take into effect modern day. I don't Mostly think everything Freudian, is sexually derived. No. I think that is egotistical, and what's the word? I'm I think for? a lot. I would go with a lot of things are sexually derived, but. It's because sexuality is so... Or back then, it's become easier now. was such a taboo. Like, there was such that taboo on it. Like Which it may have it been something. such a like, attention. So it may have been something yeah. back then. But, yeah, nowadays, you know, not not so much. Sex is kind of a... It's a little too open sometimes, in my opinion, but... Oh, well, yeah. It's just... It's way more accepted among society yes. at this point. Um as a topic that can and probably should be discussed in certain yeah. aspects. and You're allowed to have it. Like, back then, like, you couldn't even have it. If you're a woman. If you're a woman. If you're a man, <laughs> go for it. They, you're a woman. No, no, no. <laughs> that theory always bothered me. Like, they expect the men to be practiced in bed by the time they get married, but the women, don't you dare know don't what you you're dare. doing. I know, don't you dare. And if, I don't know who the men's been practicing on. <laughs> if you're a well-practiced woman. It's like, I want this beautiful virgin thing to take my soiled self on <laughs> like like you well, know they're going to whorehouses yeah. they're going to whorehouses and, and then they, they take this virgin going, oh that's why they kept going back to the whorehouses because their lovely little virgin didn't know, didn't what, know she what to do and so they now had they're fun with her. Well, they probably... And then went back to the whorehouse with the girls who knew what they were doing. Well, yeah, it was probably considered sinful to enjoy it if you were the wife. But you're already sitting if you're in a whorehouse, so why not have a go? I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a messed up time, if you think about it in a sexual uh, aspect. I know, it was like, hard. It was for the men and when the women involved, for everyone involved. I mean, I, well, I'm going to lean more toward the woman. Like, I, I, I mean, you know me. I'm not always one to take the woman's side being a woman, but I'm, I'm on all, all on their side right now. Like, mm, no, the men could have it, have their cake and eat it too. I, they can have the virgin wife. There were, there were some men who were like... In the whorehouse. <laughs> well, who were trying to be good. I'm assuming there was men out there who were trying to be good, and then they had their other That's men. That's true. Like, yeah, me, no, come on, let's go have some cigars and go to the, the brothel. Like, no, no, but I'm, I'm dating Mary Lou and are recording and we're going to be married soon. Go with us. <laughs> Wet your wick, son. <laughs> no. Oh. No. Oh, my God. It's disgusting. It's a term. It's a saying. No. Yes, it is. No, I believe it is, but no. Uh, 
god. I don't know. I'm ex- excited. No, I'm interested to hear how clearly that came across and whether that's something we can pull out. Rondé. <laughs> <laughs> I like Do your magic. <laughs> make it clear. And I want another sound loop. <laughs> where I go, where it goes, poochie, poochie, what's your wick <laughs> <laughs> no! I'm giving him a lot to work with here, so. <laughs> oh my god, no. You're he's, welcome, Randy. He's actually really excited for this episode. He loved the last one. Oh, he gonna really love what I have to say. Yeah, he, he's like, say, let's do it four times. <laughs> four times. <laughs> I haven't even listened to it once yet. But that was prior to it actually being aired, so it doesn't count toward our listening. Well, that sucks. one that I sent him. Um, no, but I still appreciate it. So I told him what the next topic was. He's like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's... You're like, edit. Edit. <laughs> <laughs> but his tattoo looks really cool. And now I want to get one again. Yes. Oh. Are we actually going to edit that out? Yes. Aww. Yes, that doesn't fit. Maybe I'll cut it out and add it somewhere else where it's more appropriate. And that can be added to sound <laughs> No, say it again. Don't say it out. Don't say it again. No. Especially since they sound so terrible together. You were just saying how we hate that these, how the men were able to do this and you keep saying it too quick. <laughs> I'm having a good time. Okay. Um... <laughs> I love Freud. So, he brings out the best in us. <laughs> I think we've just completely undone the fact that dreams and life doesn't revolve around sex, because here we are clearly still talking about it. Okay. It's more about sex than you think. I don't want it to be. That's too bad. <laughs> see, see, this is the copy We don't piece. always get what we want. So this page is in my copy paste. This is my rewritten portion. I, and no, talk wow. about Freud's bullshit. Apparently I'm in a mood right now. Notes to yourself. <laughs> Damn. I know, I'm not Freud. I'm not pro-Freuding anything. You're like, you didn't look his shit up. <laughs> I didn't look it up. But I know that he upsets me sometimes. Okay, so I have a little <laughs> bit about the about really typical dreams that I chose to talk about apparently um this one speaks a lot to me it's like what does it mean when you're what does it mean when you dream your teeth are falling out I've had this dream multiple times it's always different it's not a recurring dream it's a recurring theme I mean only had that dream after working at the dental office oh that's creepy yeah, it was really disturbing. I did not like it, and I haven't had it since. Well, never before, never that after. That makes sense because apparently it may be that events in your life are swirling around you in a way that you feel you have no control. I did. That was a job I started after being furloughed. Motion detected in the front Sorry. yard. Sorry. Yeah, the the shadows hit the hit the thing just right sometimes. Um, your teeth symbolize how confident and powerful you feel. So. Some situation is causing your confidence to crumble in waking life. I dream about my teeth. I don't want to say a lot. I've definitely had multiple dreams about my teeth falling out. But I'm very sensitive to my teeth because I have a, a cap tooth. I'm always afraid that it's going to fall off because it's like in the center of my face. And You can just, you honestly, like, you can just get glue even at the CVS to put it back on real quick if you need to before getting to a dentist. But I'm afraid then... Well, I don't have any type of warranty with it, so I'm allowed to do that. Because you said that when people were gluing their dentures, it... They're dentures, not their crowns. Okay. There's actual crown, like, like specific stuff for that. You don't just crazy glue your teeth back onto your denture. 
Well, is there specific stuff to fix my crown? Yes. Yes. It's it's part of... You can find it at a pharmacy that's specific oh, for... Like, it's okay. a temporary glue for your crown. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I no, should, it's... I should just carry some on me to help give myself some peace of mind. Yeah. And that's what some people do. Because I actually... That did happen to somebody. Um, oh. I got the call and she was crying. She's like, I got to work in like a couple hours and this just fell off. It's the middle of my face. I'm like, it's okay. Just come in. We all got you. We put we put it right back on. And it's literally like if you just need to have a cap fixed, just call the dentist. It is a two-minute process. They will glue it back on. It is not a problem. It's terrifying. Like if you if you have your teeth, all your normal teeth and everything in there perfect. Yeah, we don't understand. You don't I'm understand. Sorry. Like having something that can actually come off and it's the center, like focal feature of your face is so unnerving. You've had it for years. It's I, not coming I, off. Well, my, I, that makes, that's what makes me more nervous is because I've had it for so long. Like, what if it's going to wear down? It's cement. Like, I don't like people flossing. I'm very, I'm careful about when I floss. I don't like when other people floss. So I'm like, don't pull it off. Don't pull it off. No, you, there, no, it doesn't work like that. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but I do dream about my teeth coming out. It's all my teeth falling out. Not even just my crown when I do dream about it. Um, oh. Yeah, no, it's like, it's terrible. It never, it never hurts. It's just, You're just like, oh, those teeth are here. It's terrible. Um, but it usually is during a time when you can I feel like I'm like out of control. So okay. That for, for me specifically, that theory does work. Um, da-da-da-da. there's the naked dream. No, we can't not talk about the naked dream. Um, it usually, I, I've definitely had one. I, I think don't I've, know. I've if been I in my have. underwear, and I don't think I've been fully naked. No, I was fully naked one time. I think I've only been in my underwear. I don't think I've been fully naked. I think I was at least topless when I had a dream when I was a kid, and so I was a kid in my dream, and I was in my underwear, and so that was okay. Um, as an adult, I think I was either just topless or completely naked. And yeah, it's theorized that it's a feeling of vulnerability, um, and or you're unprepared or not up to a task at hand um, interesting on the flip side sometimes it means that you have um freedom or a liberation coming but uh-huh i don't think i've had this dream good maybe just the underwear one but i don't remember i feel like i don't remember my dreams very well i haven't been remembering mine lately i do have a recur i have a couple recurring ones but i have one specific one that I always know while I'm in the dream that it's a recurring dream. Because you I don't remember what the dream is when you're done. Yes. Which is weird. But I have a recurring dream about the locker. But that's always stress-driven because it's always the last day of school. I always am like, oh, I need to go and get anything that I put in my locker, you know, over the past this year. Because I never go to my locker, you know, out and return all the books. Because I'm sure there's books in there that I need to give back to the office. And then I don't remember my locker combination, and then I only have a couple minutes because of like um, the ride or ho- what, ho- whatever that I'm supposed to be going to next is coming up. And then I'm like, no, I need to get in my locker. I need to get these books and turn them in. And I'm fighting and fighting and fighting with my locker, and it's stressing me out. And I've had that in real life, but I've never dreamed about it. I dream about it more than apparently more than. Oh, sorry, dog moved. Um, more so than I realize, maybe. Um. For the school, no, for that topic, Mm. um, if you're dreaming that you are back in school and about to take a test and didn't study, that's another common dream people have. I never have that dream. I've had dreams similar to that before. Maybe not exactly the same, but being in a situation that you're unprepared for, um, it comes down to being anxious about something, unprepared, anxious. 
Um, and then... Thank God I didn't get in a call for my interview yes last night. No, no, you would have had all kinds of weird dreams. Right? <laughs> Be ready in an hour. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I thought this one was interesting because I was doing you know, a little bit into the sex dreams. And I actually have more on that later. But what does it mean when you dream that you're in bed with a coworker? Being intimate with a coworker in your dream is not almost never a sign that you're actually like attracted to them. Like whether it's someone like, Sorry. that you work with, your boss, someone that you actually would never want to actually sleep with. It comes down to more you have a respect for them in real life. Respect, admiration. Again, not sexual at all. Like you don't care about that one way or another. In How does that interpret though? I respect you, so I'm gonna do you in my dream. Oh, the positive qualities that you admire. Oh. I don't understand the translation. I like it, but I don't understand it because that just seems like... They're on your mind. Maybe you were thinking about it when you were going to bed or at some point. You're in your conscious, you've thought about this person. I mean, I think it's more likely to dream about someone that you like at work or in your life. It doesn't have to be at work um, than someone that you don't. Some people do dream about... Like the gross person at the office or whatever, or sleeping with someone they would never, ever touch. And it really disturbs them. Yeah, that would be disturbing. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, God, afterwards. Because I've had weird dreams in the past like this. <laughs> have I'm, you? No, I've had dreams about sex, but not really with people that I would never have sex with. I have. And, like, I, again, I, I don't ever actually want to sleep with them in real life. And I do feel, like, weird when I wake up, though. I was like, oh, no. No, that was not good. Like, no, it's usually somebody that, like, I've dated. It's more often someone that I've dated. But on occasion, it'll be someone random. I never have the randos. Random, I mean, like, not random. Yeah, but, like, somebody I haven't had some some sort of intimate relationship with. So here's something. Going down a little bit of a... A branch for a second. I have dreams about people. Like, let's say it's a dream about an old boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But they don't look the way they're supposed to look. They look like somebody else. I've Generally, had that. Generally, it's someone that I've never seen before. No. You've seen them. You just don't comp- You don't know them and, and because our, fa- our minds are not able to create faces. You've mm-hmm. seen them in some way, shape, or form throughout your day. Okay. It's like I... And your mind somehow is associated... I, I, this is where I think it's about um, processing your memories into long term, but it, there's no association. Maybe you saw something about that face that, for whatever reason, made a stronger short-term memory than other faces. So it's trying to associate it with something to process it in a long-term sense. Okay. That's my own personal theory for I mean, why that I, is. That works better than mine. One theory that I actually don't put any stock in whatsoever is... More of a premonition type of thing. Because mm. like, it's whenever I have this happen, it's always with someone that I'm dating in the dream or have dated and I'm no longer with. I'm like, you're someone I'm supposed to care about, but I don't, you're not actually them. Like, what if you're someone from the future that I'll care about? Interesting. Like, totally nothing to it, and I'm sure it's not accurate at all, but. I don't think so. Just on the simple sense that we are not able to create faces. Mm hmm. But. And I'm talking, and this, let me just preface this by, I'm talking about this in the sense that you're having an actual, normal, REM-cycled style dream. Yes. 
Okay. 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 Yeah. Because I need to let's clarify that that I think of that in this sense because I have some other aspects where I think otherwise. Okay. Because there are other things that happen that don't necessarily require you to be in REM. I'm gonna wrap up my section um, really quick. Coming into how your sleep position can have an effect on your dreams. That sounds uh, like I'm interested for that one. Um, uh, Tempur-Pedic mattress surveyed over 2,000 Americans, and more than half of them reported that they slept on their sides, 17% slept on their backs, and 11% slept on their stomachs. Um, but there's been a lot of new evidence that your sleep position does alter your dreams. Not that you want to alter your sleep position to alter your dreams, it's not necessarily good for you. But um, studies and research say that stomach sleepers are more likely to experience sexual or erotic dreams than the other sleep positions. Is there science behind that? There's not a science. There are theories. Everything's a theory. There's no actual science to anything. Is there more contact to your genitalia area during that position that maybe triggers... It's... There could be pressure points that are being triggered. Um, There's the... Um, the fact that all the pressure of your body is pretty much on you, like on your face down and everything. A lot of the face down sleepers also reported um, dreams of either being tied up, locked up, or um, unable to move. And depending on your sex life, that could have been an erotic twist also, but that pressure of your body on itself facing down triggers those feelings. It's a sensory thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's putting pressure on different parts of your body. And um, I think it might have something to do with genitalia. I didn't think about that until you said that. But that kind of... I can see that making sense. That was just a thought. Sleeping on your side is the most common sleep position. I, I sleep on my side. Mm-hmm. I do too. Right side sleepers report having um, happier positive dreams, while left side sleepers report having more nightmares. Huh. Um, I'm going to come back to that a little bit. I but flip through the night. Though. I flip through the night also. Um, a lot of people who have heartburn or gastro esophageal esophageal reflux disease or GERD GERD um, sleep GERD. on the left side. GERD GERD GERD. It's gonna go in the loop. GERD. <laughs> they sleep on their left side to keep their stomach below their esophagus to help. So, like if you're lying down, it's your Stomach isn't, there's something about like the, I don't know who was next to each other inside the body, but a matter of pressing, your stomach pressing, or it helps, digestion helps it so you'll that like heartburn or the acid in your stomach's not coming up in your esophagus. Oh. If they sleep on the left side. That I have heard before. Okay. Um, totally okay. did not explain that correctly, but um, sleeping on the left side helps alleviate that burning feeling. If they do sleep on the right side, sometimes they do dream of um, burning, burning sensations. Oh, weird. Back sleepers um, is actually sleeping on your back is the worst position for you, apparently. Makes um, sense. It makes sense. It puts bad pressure on your back and all that jazz. Um, and also, it's more likely for snoring and it's bad for sleep apnea people. Yup. Um, they also... That's also terrifying when you... Not that, not that you know, Tim has sleep apnea, but if he... He has bad snoring. He has... <laughs> it's it's only bad really bad when he drinks there's okay yeah no he 
does that weird th- breathing thing where he's taking a regular breath and his breaths get shallower and shallower and shallower until finally he's making the diaphragm movement trying to suck air in but nothing goes through his nose or mouth. And then he finally gasps. And that's a cycle sometimes. It's, it's probably really bad right now with all the pollen. It's okay. I th- I don't know how bad it is anymore. I've learned how to sleep through it. <laughs> because the Should first time... Just breathe, damn it. The first time I was awake for a good, like, three hours thinking he was going to die. I'm like, he's going to die in his sleep. He's going to stop breathing. I would have just pushed him. It's like, wake up, breathe. <laughs> if I'm going to be up and awake... You're going to be, be up and awake. <laughs> yeah. Well... Yeah, now, now I would do that. Be like, stop snoring, turn. I think I've done that before. I'm like, turn, turn. <laughs> get out of my ear. Um, but apparently, back sleepers experience more nightmares and have a harder time remembering their dreams. I love sleeping on my back sometimes. Um, I remember when I was a kid. It was back when we were moving out of Michigan. I was fifteen. How was fifteen? I don't know. Um, I was. I woke up in the middle of the night or in the morning. And I was lying on my back, my hands or my arms were up in the air, and my shirt was off. I'm like, what the hell happened last night? <laughs> that was more probably one of the weirdest things. I was like, oh shit. Because we were in the loft, and Daddy could have walked upstairs. Oh, oh, I kind of remember that, but and I, I was don't. Like, oh. Apparently, it wasn't enough to wake me up, so. I don't know what I did. Um, I have talked in my sleep before. Apparently, I do too. Mm-hmm. I have no recollection of it. I don't remember it either. I feel I feel like I remember it now. Just because I've heard it and, like, I've recounted stories so much that it's become, like, a memory. But I don't remember it. I have no memory of talking in my sleep. I have talk in my sleep if I am extremely exhausted. That's when it happens for me. Um, but I change my sleep position multiple times throughout the night, like I'm sure most people do. But it is theorized that the position that you wake up in is influencing your dreams the most. Now i got to kind of pay attention to how I'm waking up. I've been on my left and right side. It depends on factors, but... Yeah, it depends on whether I'm Big Spoon or I'm Little Spoon, <laughs> usually. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> all right, um, that is all for me. If we have time for it, I might tell a creepy story, but I think you might have enough of that for us. Creepy, creepy. Creepy, creepy. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. Oh, shit. Look at that. Oh, look at that. <laughs> We're doing good, man. We got good stuff. All right. So feel free to interrupt at any point. I will be going over two types of dream states. That are linked with the paranormal. Yes. Yes. So, one, the first one I'm going to talk about is lucid dreaming. Uh, these are types of dreams you have where you um, comprehend... Uh, excuse me. These are types of dreams you have where you comprehend you are dreaming while in the dream, and you can learn to control your dream. Okay. So, you understand while... Your, your dream self understands you are dreaming, and you can learn to influence your dream after that. Um, there are some factors that may help in inducing a lucid dream, including, and I quote, um, high, stra- high stress, extreme fatigue, certain foods and beverages, particular drug, uh, drugs, and hypnotic suggestion, uh, end quote, as quoted by the Psychic Directory by John Casey. As part of right now, as of right now, there is nothing paranormal about lucid, lucid dreaming, but we should point out that this is one major fact about lucid dreaming. Sorry, my notes are in small print, and I apparently am blinder than I Can thought. Can zoom in? Probably. Oh, yeah, here's a zoom. There we go. That helped a little, actually. So, uh, yeah, so as of right now, there's nothing paranormal. There's nothing paranormal about having a lucid dream. 
There is one major factor about lucid dreaming, though, that we want to point out. Anything you dream about, place, people, any of it, comes from either something you already know or have experienced. Okay. You're not dreaming about anything new. You don't create something new with that. So, so if you dream about going to a castle in Europe, you can create that dream either from your knowledge of what the castle looks like or the city you've already been there. Pictures, okay. something like that. You don't create it yourself. Lucid dreams take on a paranormal turn, though, when, and I'm going to quote again, dreams tend to be about things that are not remembered and involve experiences that cannot be explained by conventional logic, also by John Casey, end quote. Okay. Because I know people are like, well, I'm pro probably, probably thinking, like, I have never done this, seen this, experienced this, and I had dreams about it. Well, here we go. What is interesting is finding other people or, a, oh, this, I don't really go into that. I'm going to go into something even more fun. <laughs> What's interesting is finding other people or a partner who can also lucid dream and experimenting with what's called mutual dreaming. What? What? <laughs> oh, this is even the best part of this of my segment, but it's really cool. This is really fun. Mutual dreaming is where two or more people can share the same environment. That's crazy. How is that so, possible? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> A less outrageous phenomenon is a type of dreaming called meshing, which is where two or more people have a similar dream at the same time. Okay. So this is not paranormal. So if you and your partner went into an event together, let's say you went to, I don't know, the park. You walked your dog to the park together, sit at the same bench and have the same thing going on. Um, you're... You both have a dream about that event that night. I get that. that but works. you're still an individual in your individual dream environment. Mm -hmm. That's called, me that's dream meshing. Okay. That's the meshing. Like, you and your partner are having the similar dreams, but not, it's still you in your mind and him and his mind or whoever in their mind. Just at the similar environment at the same time. Um... That doesn't seem super weird to me. That's not, it's not the paranormal part. Okay. So, that's meshing. And you can actually kind of experiment with that. You can go a step further by trying to control your meshing dreams. Before you fall asleep, talk to whatever event you shared in detail with each other, um, and things you noticed heavily and so forth. When you're asleep, become lucid, and then seek out your partner and have a conversation with them Keep in your dream. Okay. Keeping in mind this is a scenario, they're uh, keeping in mind that in this scenario, they are simply a creation of your lucid dream. Your partner is. Okay. They're not actually, they're not. They're not actually there. Yeah, you've, you've started lucid dreaming about the event that you shared with your partner. You seek out your partner and have a conversation with them in your lucid dream. So when you wake up, write down as much as you can about the conversation and the dream. Your partner should do the same and then you can compare notes. So that's a way to experiment with meshing dreams. Not paranormal still. Uh, yeah, how do you make sure that you dream the same thing, though? You, when you're falling asleep, you have, to talk, you have talk about it. Yeah, go over things you remember, noticed, you know, the, just kind of get it into your minds while you're falling asleep. So this is where we're going to take it a step further and go more into a paranormal aspect. I'm ready. Take me. The meeting dream, which is like we said... Uh, which is like what we said, mutual dreaming. You and your dreaming partner actually meet up in a dream and communicate together. 
Not a lucid version of your partner. Your partner. How do they enter your dream? Oh, wait. Are you entering each other's dream? Or is yes. one person entering your um, dream? So let me go into this. Uh, so according to worldoflucidreaming.com, I quote, The definition implies one of at least two paranormal explanations. That we have the capacity for t- uh, telepathy in dreams... Or the dream world itself is an external construct, an alternate reality that could stem from an artificial simulation or other shared astral realm. So you can attempt to experiment with a meeting dream. It's the same setup, essentially, as a meshing dream where you talk about, you know, when you're going to sleep, what environment you want to meet at or shared or no. But you'll go one step further and in your dream conversation with them... You'll you'll tell them something that you either either have never told them or like some sort of code word that you know. And you have to remember what you said to them when you wake up. It's important because when you wake up, see if they what the if they can tell you what you told them or vice versa. So they can either come into your dream or you can go into theirs and see if you can commu- if you've actually communicated with them themselves, not the individual lucid dream or partner. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, so not your lucid creation of them or their lucid creation of you. Your physical, like not your physical, but your actual dream being. Talk to them and they would have to know what you talked about. Mm-hmm. So okay. let's say my my code word going into your dream I would not tell you when you were awake was uh, pineapple. Okay. So, and I like pineapples. Yes. <laughs> so if you'd be like, hey, I had a dream where you're like, we talked about pineapples. You just told me, you'd be like, you told me to remember pineapple. I'd be like, oh my God, I was in your dream. I told you that. I know. I told you. I told you about pineapples. That was all right. So, but this is more linked to what we're going into now is our second type of dream state, oh. astral projection. I'm really excited here about so this. So this is why, because I think on our episode of Deja Vu, we talked about your death experience. Yes. I, I don't think you died. Okay. And here's why. Um, astral projection. I really hope I didn't die. I'm pretty damn sure you did not die, actually. Um, because I'll get into this. Astral projection, also known as an out-of-body experience. This is much harder to observe, as it is very personal and linked to the ability to lucid dream. You pretty much, you can control, learn how to control it. A common element in this experience is that you leave your body and float around your room. There do seem to be experienced projectors who can fly who can then fly and leave the room there's a lot of unknown about this subject due to its nature and difficulty to test which what you experience while you project can also be personal and influenced by one's beliefs and experiences um this is super fascinating to me because this does happen this is not something you from what i understand and have read can do while you're awake i think some people can maybe attempt to there's Uh, And I think that's actually called something else, though. It's not astral projection. Astral projection is when you are asleep because you are actually in a different plane at that point. Energy plane. The astral plane, the best way I can describe it without actually having done it myself is you're entering an energy plane. Okay. You are actually out of your body. I'm fascinated by energy planes and all of that because I don't understand it and I I don't know how it works. I love it though. I think it's really, really cool. Yeah, this is where I have another page to go for. <laughs> yes. Uh, f- 
for this part, part, I'm just going to talk about what I've read from people's experiences. Hashtag thanks, Reddit. Um, <laughs> thanks, Reddit. Reddit. Um, so, yeah, this is pretty much I was not able to find any real big articles and stuff. A lot of it, I ended up getting books yesterday after I finished my research from okay, somebody I know that actually has done it and has researched it and actually practiced it for a while and talked about her experiences, which was really cool. Yeah, what was she able to do? Okay, when you say fly around the room. You float. I know, but like, what are you doing in the room? Like, You are, at that point, from what I, I think that's kind of where you're learning how to do it and accept it. Your mind is going to fight you with it because it's unnatural. So you're, you have to kind of like allow yourself to be out of your body. Okay, when I had this dream, I was actually floating, doing a lot of reading into being awake spiritually and everything that's exactly what this is okay because i was doing a lot of reading i was putting i was doing a lot of research into that it's opening up um i'll I'll steal this phrase your third eye okay it's it's very much uh, it can a lot of people link it to being open with spiritually and to your just to the world and to everything you are an open individual looking and get putting yourself out there some people do this to find their highest form of self Mm -hmm. that's Um, what i was reading about there's there's a lot to it but there's so much to it so let me get back in there's some debate as to whether you can communicate with the dead or not in this astral plane um i without knowing anything about it i feel like you'd be able to yes from everything i've read so far yes and the people i've talked to yes it's an energy plane um there's some debate as to what they're doing there so some people have come into contact with people who have died and have stated that they these people normally seem preoccupied doing something perhaps processing and completing the physical death portion and then after a while i've people have said one person i specifically i remember was saying that they remember other people coming to take their loved ones somewhere else and they couldn't follow them oh wow so i feel like there's more than one plane and oh yeah so i think they probably just took them out of that plane to the next plane Mm -hmm. um which i would associate with heaven just based off of my personal beliefs Mm -hmm. i don't know why people stay in that halfway point i it it may be a processing thing your energy is processing you're not so i I think think everyone does i think it's i think it's an individual case i think i think yeah i think it's you know case by case i think there's also some people that you know maybe don't think they have finished they don't necessarily feel disconnected from their body or from that from from our physical plane i personally after reading this it may be a tie there's some sort of emotional tie for them to the physical plane that we live in because i i think there's also different probably layers to the astral plane on just the death note and leaving the our physical world when our uncle died um sarah and i were there in the in the hospital room Mm mm-hmm and I felt our grandmother arrive because she died back when um, our dad and our, and our uncle were children. So we've never met her before. Um, I felt her come into the room and I felt both her and my uncle leave. And that was before the um, heart monitor actually stopped. Which may be where they're, if they're in a different plane and the heart mm-hmm. monitor hasn't stopped yet. 
I see. I didn't feel anything. I knew when I, I just looked at you. you. You got more because you're only. Now I'm much learning. more physical. I'm much more tied to the physical realm. But you, even since then, that was what two and a half years ago. Not maybe no, not half. Like three. Anyway, you you've become much more open minded since then. Mm-hmm. But at that point, yeah, you were still very physical and logical. So I think you got something different. I think you got like a, a wink or something. I remember you getting something else. Mine was okay. before that. Oh, yours happened okay, earlier. Yeah, mine was when we knew that it wasn't going to end him coming out of it. So I got something different. Mm-hmm. But Emma got touched. I Yes, which... I don't remember if it was by Shirley or if it was by... Derek. Derek, yeah. But I don't know. Emma and Kyle are the most linked mm-hmm. to this stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Oh, something... Sorry, I totally want to continue with astral projection but for dreams and having people because i actually meant to talk about this um having people visit you in your dreams because you mentioned kyle um kyle had a dream i don't think it was i mean there was some point last year i think where kaiser um our one of our great danes from who he was Pat, really really like connected to um came and visited him oh they were playing together and running around yeah and it was well i cried i cried when he told me he said i look over and be like where's my baby he knew in the dream, in some way, some form, he knew that Kaiser was visiting him. Like, he was happy in the moment, but he knew it wasn't real. Okay. And then I had a dream a couple years back about our other grandmother, our mom's mom, who died back in the mid-2000s. 2000, 10? 10 11? No, 9. 10, 9, I think. 9, I was scared because we moved in 11. Yeah. Um, yeah, nine, I think. Nine, in, in, from nine into ten, I think it was that transition. So she, she'd been gone for a while and I had a dream, and um, I was talking to my grandma, and, like, I knew in the dream I probably shouldn't be talking to her, but I was still really cool with it. We were talking, I had a nice conversation, I was really happy to see her, and she told me, she's like, tell your mom I'm okay, okay? I'm like, yeah, of course, grandma, I'll tell mommy that. And I woke up, and I was like, whoa, and I immediately told mom, and she's like, yeah, she came to see you. And she's like, I need to hear that too. So, um, so that was nice. So I, yeah. So with you saying the sleeping or the dream world could be a different plane makes a lot of sense. I think it is. things are happening. And maybe, um, I don't think in these cases where people were like you and Kyle are having these dreams where people come to visit you. I don't think you're leaving your body in this. No. Ad- I think they're using that lowered, um, Resistance to... Yeah, to uh, come out of the astral plane, possibly, into a more lucid dream state for you. Mine wasn't lucid at all. No, not not necessarily for you, but they're making it more... They're, like, influencing your dream. They're coming into it. Yeah. So, like, the aspect... has dropped. The the opposite. They're coming into your dream and creating their own... Like, they're almost lucid dreaming you somehow. I don't know how to put it into words. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. (laughs) Ooh. Yeah, no, I think that's um, super, super possible. If you have had these things happen to you, please tell us. Uh, I'll shout you out from telling us, and we'll mention it on the next episode. Well, and what I was reading is a lot of people who have started astral projecting, um, you know, intentionally, uh, who didn't believe in the afterlife, believe in it now. Oh, really? Did they see... Whoa. Oh. oh, baby, what you got? Oh, there's something outside. We're back. So... Um, yeah, I think that there's a link between the afterlife and uh, the astral projection. 
Uh, that being said, there is an element that I don't comprehend. There are some people who have had dead relatives come to them in the astral plane, but there are some things on the plane that can shapeshift into what they want. Which cool. is pretty scary to me I because... Like yes. Oh, uh, no, I don't like it either. Uh, they So they have said that uh, where they think it was their relative who was with them in the astral plane, it's not absolutely certain. And then, because one person was discussing their experience where they ran into something in the astral plane that's like, we are shapeshifters and watched, and they did it for them. Coming into that. Okay, um, for this astral projection, did they know that they were astral projecting? Yes. Was, so it was intentional? Yes. Okay. In most of the cases I'm talking about, these are all intentional astral projectors. Okay. And experienced projectors. Um... So, a lot of people ask on the forum of Reddit about what to do if approached by threatening force. Um, I've only seemed to have found the answers to state to not be afraid of it and to present it with positivity and love and it will leave you alone. Okay. Actually, um, I'm okay with that. There, But there are, there are things on this plane that seem to want and feed off of your fear. I would like to also keep in mind that also happens on our physical plane, too. So mm-hmm. it doesn't seem uncommon that it would be on the astral oh, no, plane as well. no, it makes sense that it would be on the astral plane. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if good things can reside somewhere, so can bad things. Right. That's on any plane. The one that we're on right now to... Addressing the concern that an entity will take over your body, where many people... You brought this up on the last episode. This is something that scares me. Okay, no, I'm like, I'm super yeah. interested to hear about this. Um... This one was hard for anyone to actually come and say anything about. Yeah, you're. Why do I? You get I because I think I put you down when I signed up as I don't know for the gym back then. It was Virginia. Okay. I've always gotten your LA Fitness emails. Yeah, she just got an email on her computer with my (laughs) name. I'm like, excuse me. Always, always get them. I always have. I don't know. I get mine. Um, but addressing the concern that an entity will take over your body, where many people say on the Reddit page who are experienced in coming into contact with many entities say they don't believe in those entities actually taking possession of your body. I have heard some firsthand accounts from people who have come back into their body due to that fear. And then I did read up some more on that, and people do have that fear. It's- Is this one of those situations where you have to give something permission to enter your body? Maybe. There's also, but there's also, did I write this down? Let me finish this and let, we'll come okay. back to that. Because I think it's, it, I, I was typing up my notes in a frenzy like, yes, there's so much. No, and I don't remember everything I typed. So I was like, I found the mother load. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, Reddit. Thank you, Reddit. It seems to be common for projections. I'm sorry. It seems to be common for projectors to see hooded figures standing over their beds and bodies once they are floating. For some, they have good experiences, and these figures have even helped them travel in the astral plane. There are negative entities that you have to send away. There are mentions of side effects of these entities having some sort of tie to you, but there's little in the way of example or or explanation of that that I was able to find. Okay. I'd like to state that your mental state is very important when you astral project. So if you're in a negative headspace, you will attract that negative energy. So going with a positive headspace will help you find those positive entities that you can learn from and interact with. There's interesting, it's super interesting because there's there's so many other entities, and I say entities because they're not human. Okay, yeah. Yeah, there's... Um, human as in like they're not like human, like 
They're not human like you and me human. They're actually different creatures. Whoa. They're different creatures. Some people, and I, so I was talking with my friend uh, who did this, and she was explaining to me what she was found while she was there, because I brought that up to her. I'm like, there's different entities. There's some that, she described them as, some of them as angels. There's different, she found watchtowers, and then there's even more, there's another with, I think she said they were guides, and then above guides were guardians. Okay. So... What are they guiding? Guys, I understand more, but guardians, what are they guarding? Guardian, I don't know. I, we, our time was getting cut short. Okay. Um, I was ending, we were ending our beach day. Okay. Um, so we, also I think the kids were listening. We were trying not to let the kids hear everything. Okay. So with the watchtowers and the guides kind of guiding people through the astral plane, kind of helping, the guardians kind of help guard I think the to keep the negative forces at bay, maybe. Okay. I don't know. I've never been there. Um, I have a question when you're done. Go for it. If someone wants something more negative... They um, probably can find it. They can find it. Do you think they're going to a different plane that doesn't have these guardians and watchtowers and guides and everything? Because if... Mm. That's what I don't know. I don't know either, to be honest. I don't know. I think they everything coexists, sort of. I think there's different levels to the planes. I still believe in the heaven and hell aspect, but I think they're probably higher and lower forms of these planes. Okay. I, I like. There's some people that have said they have felt people. They'll be like half out of their bodies trying to finish their astral projection, um, because it's a state of being. A state of mind, you're in a middle, you're, you're in almost like a trance state because you're in the middle of a, you're trying to sleep, but you're staying conscious while going to sleep. I was just going to ask, are you actually rested if you... People have said both. I When I was reading, some people have been exhausted after. Some people are like, yeah, I'm Makes okay. I think of um, the Charmed episode where Prue's astral projecting. Mm. She doesn't know that she's doing it, so she's like exhausted every morning. Mm. She's like, I feel like I'm not sleeping. And she's astral projection every night. Yeah. And it's some people don't even realize it at the time that they're astral projecting. It just seems like a dream. Sometimes people have trouble remembering what they saw while doing it because, you know, it, it you are tied to that sleep-ish state. Your body's not awake. It's trying to put your body to sleep and your mind awake at the same time, which okay. is weird. Um, with... Regular dreams is happening during REM cycle. Yes, this is not... This is a totally different thing. thing. Okay. Your consciousness stays awake. You're not trying to put your consciousness to sleep, too. And then you oh, start processing. So right? So, I thought it was interesting because some of the hooded figures, people have said, they're like, yeah, one, part, one of them actually put their hands on my shoulders. But I wasn't... I didn't... I wasn't afraid, and I just asked him to take me somewhere to show me something. And we went. And we flew somewhere. That's crazy. And they, some people have gone to places here on the physical wor- earth. Some people have gone to places totally different. Um, for your friend, I don't know if you want me to say her name or not. I've um, kind of been avoiding it for um, uh, privacy. She Did she ever go anywhere? Like, what did, what did, were you able to ask her? She had not, well, and this is, some people have control and some people don't. She didn't really have control over where she went. Some people can control it. I think that's probably a practice technique. Okay. But 
Is she practicing now? No. If she's not practicing, is she able to do it? She can access it again, yes. Okay. She doesn't do it. Oh, okay. Um, so she has control over if she can do it, if she does it or not. Yes. You can have control and you can shut that door if you need to. What happened is um, you, cause your body, you, you can sense when things are getting close to your body from what I'm able to read. Okay. And that's why people end up waking up and returning to their body. Are things able to come into your body? I'm not able to find anything about that. I think that plays an interesting theory of possession, though. So here's a question. You're dreaming, you're astral projecting. What part of you is leaving? Is it your soul or is it just your energy? An energy or like what is it? I think it depends on what your belief is. Obviously, we can't deny there is something that makes our physical bodies run. We are, that's individual to us. We are not all the same soul. I'm going to say soul because that's what I believe in. So I think soul and energies can kind of commingle for myself. You're, or I say soul because, but our soul is an energy, but it's personal energy. It's not the same. My energy is not the same as your energy. No. Our energies can coexist and we understand each other. For, um, we, we can communicate. I can't, I don't. My energy isn't connected with your energy is the same as it does with Emma's energy. Yes, there's similarities and connections between energies, but, like, my soul and your soul are oh, not the same yeah, soul. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I think depending on... I just, forgot I'm what your question to, was, well, to be honest. It's about something entering your body when you are gone. I'm like, how much of you is gone? To, I'm like, how vacant, vacant are you? You're not... I don't think you're that as... You can't be as vacant as... You, I think your energy must still be there, at least some of your energy, because your body's alive. Your body's alive and you have to have a tie back to your body. Yes. I don't think you're taking all of your energy with you. That's oh, there's, there's so much to it. It's so... And it's very personal. Like, there's actually... It's super cool because some people are like, yeah, I've been... Blo- my grandma has been telling me she's come into my room before. You know, she's been projecting to see me at night and just, you know, watch me. How do I put a block up so she can't do that? You can block people. People are like, how do I get, well, how do I work around of some a block that's been put up against me? This is where we get into like spells and stuff. Do spells and things coexist with astral projections or is that an entirely different thing? They can. They don't have to, but they can. Because a lot of people, did I write this down? Yes. Where I said where people can go. Some people can go. Some people just ride along. I think that people when people need to be careful doing this because they need to protect themselves. And when I say protect themselves, it depends on you and what you need feel you need to protect yourself. Projection can be a multiple multitude of different things, prayers, chants, even in some say cases, just having the belief that nothing can hurt you on that plane and nothing can take touch you. Okay. I think a lot of it's permission based. Um, maybe not all of it. I some people are like, Oh, there's demons here, some people are like, No, they're just different entities. Some people are are trying to get away from the bad versus good in this plane. They're just like the positive versus the negative. Okay. Or the lost. Some people have referred to some things there as lost. Okay. That's kind of like the movie Soul. Have you watched the movie yet? I don't think so. It's good, actually. I do recommend it. Okay. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. I can't go on enough about it because there's just so much that's personal. <laughs> I'm intrigued. I kind of... I think it would be interesting to interview your friend more. 
to get more information from her. Um, I I'm fascinated by the idea. I'm also still afraid of the idea of astral projecting right now. I'm not sure if I want to. Part of me does. Part of me doesn't. Um, it it creeps me out still. I that's why she. I, I have books now to read about about it. I don't know if I'm ready to. I think I just want to know more about it. I wonder if it would be helpful. I feel I'm at like a pace, place in my life right now where I feel like I have a lot of uncertainties. And I'm like, would this be something that would help or make it worse? I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. I, uh, some people have done it and as part of like, they're like, they find higher versions of themselves, more enlightened versions. I, it's totally like just out there. The enlightenment um, aspect of it is really fascinating as well because again that was something I was looking into and it very Buddhist it's very Buddhist and it's very healing in a way well yeah the whole point of I, I, this is where I'm like this the healing part like I wonder if you actually can reincarnate through different planes like into different planes even because I don't know whether what I believe about the reincarnation I think there's too much where people can remember things that they shouldn't remember. Mm -hmm. But what if they were astral projecting into time traveling? Oh, time travel, right? This time travel, astral projection. I don't feel like it's unheard of. Because time travel is a topic that I really want to do at some point. So that's a good addition to it. Interesting, okay. It's like, so do we understand reincarnation as reincarnation? Where we're just repeating life after life after life on this physical earth plane? Or are we astral projecting into different planes, into different parallels, until... Well, I don't think... Because you dream them. Oh, I'm interested. You don't normally have those memories unless it comes to you in a dream, from my understanding. Are you... Is it like a parallel plane? Because if you're like... There's different planes is the thing. The astral plane is just a plane. You might not be go at that, and that's just is that the like plan. A starting plane. Like I don't I, see. I don't know. Some people. It depends on the person because some people are more open. Sometimes their third eye is more open than others. So some people start just by floating in the room, like, "Oh, there's my body." Some people are just off somewhere else altogether. I wonder what I would feel like if I was just floating somewhere I'm like, in my room. I'm afraid like I, would, I would trigger fear that would shoot me right back to my body. I feel like I would too. If I'm fully honest. That's why I got the books. I'm like, what if I'm not afraid? Because if I have the belief that I am not think my body is safe, well, hell yeah, I'd love to fly around. And remember when we were going through all that stuff with Uncle? And Mom's like, I wish there was a way we could learn to, like, have some sort of mental ability to communicate. So Mm -hmm. if anybody ever went into a coma. Oh, yes. So astral projection could be a way of doing that because of the, the tele, the, um, excuse you. (laughs) Deagle's making his appearance. He has woken from his nap, but I think that would be cool for us to learn. That would be helpful. Yeah. Cause our mom, she wanted to create a way for us to talk to each other. If anyone was stuck in a coma. Because we didn't know, it would it was one of those situations where for our uncle, like, we feel like we know what you want, but we don't actually know. Oh, it's There's a, no way. Excuse me. All this talk about dreaming is making me yawn. She's sleeping now. <laughs> but it's a super fascinating subject. And if anyone has experienced either lucid dreaming or... Astral projecting. Astral projection, 
please, please tell us. Um, we want to know. We have questions for you. If you prefer not for us not to talk about it on the air, like not to share your story, please just put that note. We won't. If you feel comfortable, let us know. We'll share it. Yeah. You know, either at the beginning of the or the end of the next episode. Yeah, uh, no, it's it's super interesting, and um, we don't know enough about it. Um, if anyone has had an experience that goes over something coming back with you, we would love to know because that was the hardest thing for me was finding anybody that would talk about that. Yeah, either they're not talking or it hasn't happened, and I don't know which one it is. Right, and that's like. I feel like with that many people in the community I found, because it's an entire community on Reddit. I believe it. I was, like, just fishing, and I'm not, again, I'm, I'm such a noob. I, like, my first time on Reddit was on the actual projection page, so. She's like, what have I done? And I'm like, I'm only in, like, three days worth of posts. How do I find <laughs> oh what I'm God. looking for? Oh, yeah. I couldn't even get, like, I just kept scrolling and days. scrolling. There's so much. But. Or if you're on Reddit. Email us and I can get you in contact with Sarah. Yeah, I will make a Reddit page. I'm on Reddit actually. But I, I, I I'm never not, but I would probably like to be. <laughs> um, and if you have any reoccurring dreams or any of your uh, theories, I don't know. Just if you got something to say, let us know. Um, DM us on the Instagram at Spooky Sisters Podcast or email us at Spooky Sisters Pod at gmail.com. Also, I've been meaning to say this. Thank you, one. Um, as always, thank you to everyone who's listening. It means the world. And thank you to like the loyal seven people who listen the day that I uploaded an episode. It means a lot. Oh, yeah, they always listen the day of. You all rock. Thank there's you. There's four people who listen like within like the first hour or two, and by the end of the day, there's usually like seven people who've listened. You so, guys, so that's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, that um, makes me happy. Yeah, no, yeah. So that's really awesome. Um, but and if, I'm not one of those four people. <laughs> if you are listening on, is it, I think, Apple Podcasts now. It's not iTunes anymore. Um, I'm a Android user. If you're listening on any of the Apple products, please review us on there. It's the best way for people to see. Um, and if you're any other podcasting um, system that you're using that lets you leave reviews, please review in there as well. But apparently it's really Apple Podcasts that gets the most word out there. Even though um, most of our listeners are actually using other forms. Oh, well, just go ahead and like and review us on anything, really. Share us with your friends. It's super helpful. If there's any suggestions, anything you'd like maybe to see, or maybe if you have suggestions for something you'd like us to change... We would love to hear. We're still growing, so we are open um, to our listeners' input. There's, yeah, 36% of you are listening on other, so I have no idea what type of platform you're using. 33% are on Spotify, 16% are on Overcast, 6% are on Apple Podcast, 4% are on Podcast Addicts, and 2% are on Bullhorn. That's a new one. I've never heard of that one before. So thank you again. But yeah, please review us. Give us stars or whatever the deal is. Um, good reviews would be helpful. I try to get our if you listeners. don't if you don't have good reviews, just send them to us so we can learn. Yeah, <laughs> don't put them on. <laughs> I'm literally in the process of making a Patreon right now as well. Oh, really? Yeah, I was working on that um, earlier this week, and then I got sidetracked with work and writing notes and writing letters to Emma. So oh, I need to send another one to Emma. I just sent one while you were Emma. getting ready for your interview. Oh, see, I'm like I'm like I'm trying to 
time them all out so they get to her before she leaves. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, sweet. Emma should be um, she's one, two. almost four weeks in. She got three more weeks? I thought she had four more weeks. I think she graduates the ninth. Three weeks. Three weeks, really? I think that's it. There's no way it has been that long. Yeah, it has. It's Yeah. Um Emma shipped February third, it's been one. February twenty third. Yeah. Two. It's or it's been three weeks. Okay. We're about to hit four. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's that's what I thought. Anyway. Yeah. So hopefully you're sending your well wishes to Emma. We miss her. We do miss her, that's what I told her in the episode. I'm like, I'm about to record or in the um letter I wrote her. I'm like, I'm about to record with Sarah. <laughs> Poor Emma. Um, I'm like, this was your all's thing. I know. Did it on a whim. And I still need to try and look at the first thing we ever recorded. It's utter bullshit, and it's me ranting about people not brushing their hair. Um, Did you mean for it to be about people not brushing their hair? Yeah. yeah. No, it wasn't. Our first thing we ever recorded wasn't Spooky Sisters. It was We were just talking one night, and like, well, let's, let's record it. Let's start a podcast. And there was that, and then we actually like decided on Spooky Sisters and redid it and just kind of re- started recording that. Nice. But um, thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Dreams. 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 And please don't astral project to us. Really? Yeah, no, I don't want to. I, I don't. I can't. You're not ready for it yet. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. She's not. Do not visit her. <laughs> Do not visit me. What if they come into your dream? That type of thing, where like the um, the dream meshing or the dream. The mutual dreaming. The mutual dreaming. You no. I feel like that could be a form of astral projection in a way. I feel like if a stranger did that to me, I would feel violated. <laughs> That's Violation. what I would, Violation. <laughs> they violated my dreams. <laughs> oh, that'd be weird. All right, so don't violate Sarah's dreams. Um, don't violate mine either. Actually, now, now that I'm thinking about it, if you, you want to talk to me, you better email me first before you come and visit. We me. are not quite that personal yet. Start sending emails and DMs. <laughs> Somebody. Okay. If you want to start violating my dreams, you might as well DM me first. Alrighty. It's been a ball. So, <laughs> until next time, stay, stay spooky. spooky.